0: The Rocky Mountains hold many mysteries. Millions of people enjoy the natural beauty, but some come across the hidden dangers. This is Rocky Mountain Red-Handed. I'm Melanie here with my beautiful friend, Becky. Thank you, Melanie. The stories we share are remembered by some, but forgotten by many. Let's dive into Rocky Mountain Red-Handed. Hello, friends. Hope everyone is well out there. Thank you for being with us today. Yeah, I hope everyone's happy and healthy, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, so Rocky Mountain Red-Handed is growing each week. I know we always say that, but we're just continuing to grow. It's great. So please keep char- keep sharing with your friends and family and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed and following us on social media. You can find us on Facebook or you can find us on Instagram at Rocky Mountain Red-Handed. So just make sure you're connected with us. We'll post our, all of our pictures there. So we have a little bit of announcement today. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. We're just going to give you a little sneak. We are so excited. We are getting ready to launch our YouTube channel. Yes. Yes. And we're going to be hopping on YouTube and TikTok. And we're really excited, Mel, putting together some awesome stuff. We're going to have a video going. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. But we're really excited about it. You can see our faces. I know. Because even though we're on like an audio media, I still talk with my hands and like we do a lot of nonverbal communication still so you'll be privy to that soon it's true i just that means i have to get ready every time this week i'm all sweaty from pickleball you know so. what though she she played pickleball this morning and then she's going to work out after so that is why she looks like malibu barbie so anyway before we get started we'd like to offer you a heads up today's story contains details that might be difficult for some to hear Though we always try to put great care and respect into each of our cases, the true stories do often explore physical violence, sexual violence, familial violence, suicide ideation, and, you know, other contact that may be upsetting or triggering to some. So please take a moment to decide what's best for you. If if you or someone you know needs help with an emotional crisis or counseling and resources, please dial 988 in the United States. You can ask for help. Just know you're not alone. Yeah. So without further delay... Let's tell the incredible story of Kim DeVore and Nina DeVore, two sister-in-laws who fought back against their attacker. And I love this story. This is some butt-kicking ladies. It's awesome. Kim and Nina met through their husbands, who are brothers. The couples get along really great, and they love to be able to spend time together. Kim and Fred met online. They both had two kids, and we all know how difficult it is to date with children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I dated with with, my, with kids, and it's hard. It's yeah, really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luckily, you haven't done that. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they tried the online dating world, and it worked. They originally lived 45 minutes from each other, but after they met, you know, things took off quickly, which it usually can, right? The couples were engaged just five months after meeting and then married four months after their engagement. N- Nina and Bill were so happy when Kim joined the family. She just clicked. She fell right in. And I'll tell you, too, is when you're dating later in life, usually the relationships move faster because you know what you want. You know who you are. So, yeah, she just blended right into the family so well. Bill and Nina had been married for over 30 years. They originally met in Sun Valley, Idaho. He was a flight instructor, and Nina was working for the local newspaper. They met through an assignment that she had, and they have been together ever since. So, in 2009, Fred and Kim purchased a new cabin. On Signal Mountain in Poudre um, Canyon, Colorado. Pardon me. Fred had been patient and had taken a lot of time to find just the right cabin for their family. It was located in a gorgeous rural area with year round activities hiking in the warm months, snowshoeing in the winter months. It was just a beautiful area to spend time year round with their families. It sounds like a dream. Yeah, that's awesome. So during the weekend of September 11th through the 13th in 2009, the couples planned to enjoy some time together. So they met up in Casper for the University of Wyoming football game, and then they planned to head up to Fred and Kim's cabin to enjoy some time away from the city. So Fred and Kim always take their dogs wherever they go, but, you know, especially to their cabin. But this trip, they decided to leave their dogs at home. They didn't have anywhere for the dogs to stay while they attended the football game. So Kim later told the media that this fateful weekend was the first time that they had, they had stayed at the cabin without their dogs. And she said it would be the last time. She's never going anywhere without her dogs again. Our dogs would just probably irritate someone to death. Right. More yeah, than the, scare. Yeah. their angles. And I mean, if Kim and Nina had taken their dogs with them, we probably wouldn't be telling this story. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah. The families enjoyed the weekend at the cabin, and the women decided to wake up early to enjoy a sunrise hike together. They planned to be back before the rest of the family really got going for the day. Um, This was on September 13th, which was a Sunday in 2009. Yeah, so Kim was just getting familiar with the trails on Signal Mountain, you know, around her cabin. It was a new cabin, so they were still kind of getting to know the area. And she was really eager to show Nina a gorgeous hike that she knew Nina would just absolutely love. It was, around, it was about a seven-mile round-trip hike. So Nina was nursing a knee injury that weekend, so she wanted to take it a little bit easier than normal, and also she brought along a brand-new mountain bike that she really wanted to try out on those trails. So Kim started out about 30 minutes actually before Nina, with the plan to meet on the trail later. Nina, who would be on the mountain bike, would easily catch up to Kim, and they could enjoy the morning outing together. Well, Kim made it almost three miles and Nina hadn't caught up to her yet. So Kim turned around and headed back towards the cabin to find Nina. Yeah, so she was sure that she would like run into Nina as she was like walking down the trail. And she did. And Remember, this is like first thing in the morning, like sun's just coming up. It was gorgeous, you know. But Nina found out the rocking trail was way too rocky for the mountain bike and she just couldn't ride. So the girls just ditched the bike on the side of the trail and started walking up the mountain together to view the overlook. Nina's knee was hurting her that morning. So Kim made her use a big walking stick that her husband made her take on all of her hikes, which I think is adorable. Yeah. And so this walking stick was huge, right? (laughs) Like he made her take it for protection against mountain lions and other animals that they shared the mountain with at the cabin. Little did Fred know that the walking stick would protect his wife from more than just a mountain lion. Mm. So Kim and Nina made it to the turnaround point and they both, you know, took it, took in the beautiful morning views on top of Signal Mountain. They enjoyed, you know, the quiet few minutes together, the sun's just coming up, until they realized that they're both hungry, their tummy sort of growling, and they decided, let's head home and get breakfast. Yeah. The women walked about 50 feet down the mountain from the turnaround point. And they unexpectedly, they saw something move like out of the corner of their eyes. It was a man, head to toe in camouflage, wearing a full balaclava. Do you know what that is, Becky? Sort of. What do you explain it it's Like It's like a ski mask with just like your eyes cut out. Okay, that is scary. So creepy. Who's buying these things? Oh no, that's so <laughs> creepy. So before they both could react, the man lunged at Nina with a large knife. Oh my gosh. I remember this is like first thing in the morning. He caught her arm and held the knife to her neck. And before she knew it, he wrestled her down to the ground. I mean, just imagine you're enjoying this like beautiful morning hike and just out of nowhere before you know it, you have a knife being held at your throat. And this wasn't just like a little pocket knife. This was like a huge hunting knife that he's holding at her throat. Oh my gosh. No, I can't imagine. For some reason, this reminds me of the Zodiac. Have you seen that movie, Mal? No. Is it a scary movie? It is. I've... Absolutely. And I'll let you know, my dad is the one that recommended it to me. Scared the crap. I don't I watch mean... scary movies. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Well, in the movie, a young couple is attacked in Napa Valley at Lake Berenessa And the Zodiac, like, they're just, like, on the beach relaxing, enjoying this lake day. And out of nowhere, he, like, comes dressed in, like a like, a medieval executioner outfit and just out of nowhere kills him anyway that's what this story reminded me of i mean it's just like being attacked out of nowhere just enjoying nature just and out of nowhere being attacked that's just like so crazy this guy's in full camo with a huge knife i just yeah, yeah. so in this moment nina and kim actually both amazingly kept their cool nina while being wrestled down to the dirt somehow like calmly asked why are you doing this i'm um, his answer because it's fun that's so, so creepy. so creepy Nina looked into his eyes, and she said that they were black. Before she was attacked, Nina was holding Kim's huge walking stick, remember, given to her by Fred? When she was attacked, she dropped the, st- the walking stick, and it fell just inches from Kim. So instinctively, Kim went to grab the walking stick, which obviously could be like a really powerful weapon, yeah. but the attacker saw, yelled at her to back away and get on the ground. So the women remained calm, no screams, no tears, which is a miracle by itself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They remained as in control as they possibly could, but obviously inside they were panicking. Nina thought to herself, this is not how I want to die. Her attacker was shouting like nonstop at them. He was totally out of control. Threat after threat of hurting Nina, cutting her, killing her. So Kim backed up and squatted on the ground against like a mountain edge. She purposely like chose this way to sit, like that squat attack position right. so she could be ready to attack. Mm-hmm. like crouch down, she could, like jump into action with force, right. Nina was bleeding from a small cut on her neck, and she was also bleeding from her arm. The blood was dripping down her neck and down her chest and from one of her arms. Mm. So she asked if she could get a band-aid out of her backpack. She didn't really have one in her bag, but she was hoping, like to be able to do something to change the situation. He was tense, and she didn't want him to hurt her or Kim. That's really smart, just to kind of, like, sidetrack him for a minute. Yeah, yeah, change the focus for a yeah, second. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. So the attacker yelled, you know, in no uncertain terms, and called Nina a crude name. Then he started to wrestle against her. He pinned her down to the dirt and started to tear at her clothing. With the large hunting knife at her throat, he pulled her shirt up, yanked her bike shorts down and you know all while kim stood crouched a few feet away i mean i just can't imagine how kim must have felt she was just watching this happen within feet of her and not being able to do anything to stop it you're just watching it it's one of those moments where i think i would rather be the one that was being attacked Mm -hmm. i know that sounds horrible to say but to feel that like helpless and watching like a loved one struggle it would be it would be a nightmare so at this moment an idea hit kim anything to stop him from what he was doing. She jumped up and told the attacker that their husbands were on their way to meet up with them. She claimed that they left their cabin 20 minutes ago and that they would be here any moment. Well, this wasn't true, but it worked, sort of. The attacker stopped what he was doing, but then insisted the women to follow him off of the trail. He roughly dragged Nina to her feet and began walking off of the trail to cross a small creek and into the woods. Him knew that she couldn't allow them to move away like this. She knew their only way to stay alive was to stay on the trail. So did you ever watch the Oprah show? I did watch the Oprah show. I loved it. She's the best. Mm-hmm. I remember watching the Oprah show after school one day. I like always watched Oprah. Was, and I remember this. I don't know. I don't think I watched the original one, but I remember seeing a clip of it. It's kind of famous, but it was in 1991. A man named Sanford Strong was on Oprah that day. Oprah herself said that this piece of advice that we're going to share with you had the most impact on her in all the years she hosted her show. So we are going to do a link to this clip, but he said, rule number one, never allow them to take you somewhere else. Never. You don't want to go to a second crime scene, right? The second location, they want to get you away. They want you to be isolated. You won't choose that location and you'll Just you will be the focus of the crime. It's like a really powerful statement. And we're going to, again, like Mel said, we're going to have it on social medias. Go check it out. Like right now, it could save your life. Do not ever allow someone to take you to a second location. You will not choose that location and you will be alone. Yeah. So again, our social medias, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Rocky Mountain Red Handed. I'll also put a link to it in the show notes so you can find it there. Yeah. So. Oprah, the great and powerful Oprah that we love so much, says in the video that this was something so different from what we as women had been taught in the past. Like we'd always been taught that you do whatever you you know they tell you to do. Um, but Oprah says, you know, listen to your gut. Listen to what your gut's telling you and to stay alive, to survive that situation. Yeah. Well, in this moment, Kim definitely listened to her gut. She refused to let their attacker take them off of the trail. She refused to let him take them to that second location, which would have been isolated and they would have been the focus of the crime. And I think that if she would have allowed that second location, this would be a very different story. So the attacker shouted at Kim to walk in front of him across the creek and she refused. He threatened to cut Nina if she didn't go, but Kim still refused. She clearly said, I am not going to let you take her. That takes chills so much, right? Uh To prove he wasn't afraid to draw blood, the attacker savagely slashed at Nina's arm. They were scared to death, but they knew that if they went into the woods, they would not ever come back out. And let's take a break. Give your brain the natural nutrients, blood flow, and neurotransmitter support it needs to make the fight with depression an unfair fight. Get stronger daily with Whole Supplement. Build momentum each day with the Whole Depression Relief Stack, the three targeted daily formulas that will help you feel, enjoy, and progress again. So, how do you take the whole stack? One, wake up formula. Take wake up in the morning with a glass of water to kick off your day with motivation and energy. Number two is the daytime formula. Day- take daytime around lunch to ensure you have the focus, mood, and productivity to power through the day. That sounds like something we all need. Number three, the sleep it off formula. Take sleep it off about an hour before you plan to go to sleep for amazing rest and brain support that will consistently set you up for better days. I've experienced depression since I was a teen. I try to do my best to take care of my mental and emotional health and manage my anxiety and depression. But even with medication, I can find myself struggling some days. I started taking whole supplement just a couple weeks ago, and I already feel like I am giving my body the armor it needs to win the fight each and every day. The ingredients in whole supplements have been used for hundreds of years. They just haven't been put together this way to help people struggling with depression. There are no proprietary blends and no hidden ingredients in whole supplement. So here's Adam Steer, founder and CVO of Whole Supplement with the mission to help others who, like myself, have struggled with finding relief from depression and anxiety. Our number one goal is to empower everyone we can to make meaningful progress every single day. So now is the time to take care of your emotional and mental health. During the pre-launch offer, you can receive the entire Whole Depression Relief Stack at 15% off. Go to WholeSupplement.com and use code Rocky Mountain. Again, go to WholeSupplement.com and use coupon code Rocky Mountain. Simplify your fight with the whole stack from Whole Supplement. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Now back to our story. So, in this amazing moment, Kim and Nina looked at each other. Their eyes locked for just a second, but they understood what they needed to do. They could not allow themselves to be separated. Kim later told the media that at that moment, She thought of Nina's three children back at the cabin. She knew there was no way she would return to that cabin without their mother. They locked eyes, and they knew that now was the time. Kim raised her eyebrows, and Nina knew she was ready to fight. The attacker started to drag Nina down to the creek. In that moment, Kim grabbed the large walking stick and, using it like a baseball bat, went after their attacker. Nina didn't see the swing, but she heard the impact as it hit the attacker. The walking stick broke on impact and Nina slipped out of his grip. The attacker lunged towards Kim with the knife and Kim stumbled backwards and fell on the ground. In that split second, the man was distracted from her. Nina searched for something close, something that could be used as a weapon. And there it was. Heaven sent literally a lone rock within inches of her grasp. She picked it up and threw it at their attacker. The impact gave Kim just the second that she needed to get off of the ground and face him. The three of them stood for a split second facing each other. One man with a knife against two women who were ready to fight and protect themselves. The two women started yelling and cursing at him. They screamed at him, quote, All kinds of things our children should never hear us say. And That's funny. Yeah. End quote. With that, he dashed off of the trail where Kim thought he had a gun hidden. Both of the women took off together down the mountain. They ran as quickly as they possibly could down the trail until Nina screamed in pain. She had been nursing that injured knee that we talked about, but now obviously was much worse. Nina yelled to Kim that she had just heard her Achilles pop, which I have to say something here. Yes. Shout out to my dad. He came to an activity when I was quite a bit younger. And we were jumping rope, and his Achilles popped while he was jumping rope with, like, 12-year-old girls. He was... <laughs> and your dad's, like, super tough, man. Yeah. He was in a cast, like, his whole entire leg for a long time. It was so bad. It's a bad injury. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Nina, with this knife wound and, like, the ruptured Achilles tendon, needed Kim by her side. Kim pulled her up and forced her to keep running. That was the only thing that they could do for now. Keep running. No matter how painful it may have been for Nina. Oh gosh, I can't imagine. The women debated whether to go off the trail and hope that the woods would hide them from their attacker as they trekked down the mountain. Or stay on stay in full view, mind you. Stay in full view on that trail. What do you think, Mel? I don't know. Oh my gosh, I don't I'm terrible at making decisions <laughs> in that moment. I'm I'm doing whatever Becky's doing. <laughs> that's, I'd be out there with Becky. What I would, would stay do? on the trail. I would I really I think it'd be way scarier to go off on the on the like the woods? No way. Well, they just with her Achilles tendon, like they need as needs, yeah, smooth ground as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would stay on the trail for sure. They chose to stay on the trail. Good choice, by Thank you. And ran as fast as they could while looking over their shoulders every few seconds. I can only imagine what they were thinking. I mean, they thought he was going for a gun. Yeah. And if he had a gun, he could easily take that shot. Can you imagine? I know. That's why maybe going into the woods if he had been going for a gun because he couldn't see them as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, And he's from like a a higher position, which is, yeah. Yeah, it's... And they can't be running too fast if she has all these injuries. Mm -hmm. They're just making their way as quick as they can. Kim and Nina could tell he was very familiar with Signal Mountain. He had like home court advantage. He knew what he was doing. As they ran closer and closer to their home, Kim remembered one last hurdle in their way. If he wanted to attack them, he had the perfect spot to attack. About a quarter of a mile away from the cabin, a pump house just sat off of the hiking trail. It was like always empty and unlocked. What if he was waiting in the pump house? It just sat three or four feet off of the trail and the women would need to run right by it. So like a pump house, it was like covered with like a little, it's like a little shelter. Yeah. So they're having to go right by this, which would be a perfect hiding spot. As they neared the pump house, they decided they would try and alert their husbands and families. They started to yell and scream at the top of their lungs, just hoping and praying that the family would hear their pleas for help. The family heard their cries. They poured outside the cabin and began to run towards Kim and Nina. Their first thought was that the women had been attacked by an animal, which would make way more sense than some crazy guy, right? But then the women shared in the short sentence between gasping for air what had happened. The family ran into the cabin and locked the door behind them. Yeah, so they immediately called 911 and alerted the Larimer's Sheriff's Department. Law enforcement set up roadblocks and closed off the mountain. They obviously wanted to catch this guy as quickly as possible. Yeah. After hearing the story from Kim and Nina, Fred grabbed a gun. He tried to remain calm, but his first reaction was he wanted to run up to the mountain and find this man who attacked his wife and sister-in-law, which I totally get. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. He probably wanted to find this guy. Mm -hmm. But the 911 operator warned him that he could put himself and officers in danger so he needed to stay in the cabin. At that moment, he could look like a crazed gunman, right? Right. I mean, I I understand why they're like, you can't go out there. Mm Mm-hmm. The sheriff's department came and Kim and Nina gave a description of their attacker. So the man was covered in gray camo and wearing the full balaclava. He was 5'10", with a stocky build, and he had a short ponytail with hair straight with gray or blonde. As Kim and Nina stayed at the cabin with their family and law enforcement, the police held the roadblocks. A man who was 5'10 and about 200 pounds with scraggly hair and a short ponytail approached one of the roadblocks he was anything but cooperative yeah he refused to let them search his car and law enforcement tried to get a hold of kim and nina to come and see if this was their attacker but due to their remote location the call would not go through When you need cell service right so the police had to let him go and we are going to take one more break to hear a word from our sponsors Rocky Mountain Red-Handed is brought to you by Balance of Nature. I love my Balance of Nature. I take it every morning and it makes me feel so good. I do not like to eat vegetables, so I take my Balance of Nature to be able to get in the nutrients that I need. Go to balanceofnature.com and use promo code REDHANDED for 35% off your first order. We call it 3 and 3. I take my 3 capsules of veggies, 3 capsules of fruits, and it gives me all I need. So that's Balance of Nature, promo code red handed. Thank you again to our sponsors. Let's get back to our story. So nine days after the attack, Kim and Nina were called into the Larimer County Sheriff's Department. They had prepared a lineup for the women. Now, lineups are not always exactly like what you see on TV, right? Yeah, especially this lineup. I don't know if I'd participate in this lineup. Listen to this. Kim and Nina walked into a room, just a room. No glass separating you, no disguise, no like no separation. Kim and Nina just literally had a table separating them, themselves from the men in the lineup. Would you do that? That is so scary. Oh my, oh my gosh. Terrifying. Yeah, each man had a script to read and all six men were dressed in full camo. I'm sure that, that caused some PTSD. Oh don't God. you think? Yeah, that's intense. The investigators had the men repeat the phrase because it's fun. That sounds like something out of a horror movie. Just Doesn't having all these men stand there and repeating that, that phrase has to be so creepy to them. Yeah. Sure. So he had said that to Nina when she asked why he was attacking her. Each man repeated the phrase, and Kim and Nina had no doubt which man was their attacker. Number six, it was him. He had tried to disguise his voice, but the women could still identify him, which is crazy in that moment. Oh, that took so much courage for Kim and Nina to go into that room. Like, it's amazing to me. They were just feet away from their attacker. It's amazing to me that they were able to, like, stay calm and level-headed. They could identify him through physical characteristics, the way he spoke. the I mean, it's amazing to me that they kept so clear-headed. Yeah, I agree. On September 24th, 2009, at about 11 a.m., the sheriff's department made an arrest The same man that was uncooperative at the roadblock on Signal Mountain, he was obviously not happy about being taken into police custody. James Judd Bondsteel was 38 years old. He was arrested by Larimer's Sheriff's Department. Yeah, Bondsteel was an unemployed truck driver from Oregon, and he was being held on a $100,000 bond. Sheriff Jim Aldrin with Larimer County said, quote, we couldn't have asked for more courageous and helpful witnesses, which I fully agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Kim and Nina had a hard time returning to normal life. They had a constant fear that he was going to get them. They struggled to eat, sleep, work, and they were frightened he would somehow get to their children. Bondstil also had charges pressed against him for attacking several other women. In total, Bondstil had six victims. Can you believe that? The other victims were much younger and were tricked into pulling over their cars. He would talk to them at their windows from his motorcycle and then pull a gun out and threaten their lives. He would then force them to expose themselves and demand their wallets. He took their wallets not as much for the money but for the fear. He told his victims that because he had their wallet he knew where they lived and could come and and attack them again. That's terrifying. He's a terrible person just to live in that constant fear. Mm -hmm. So two years after Kim and Nina's attack in April of 2011, Bonstil's trial began. Bill and Fred, Kim and Nina's husbands, attended the trial each day. Their brothers were like close and support each other through this nightmare. But, you know, the women were going to testify so they could not attend the trial until they were up on the stand. Nina testified first. On April 19th, 2011, she testified in front of Bondsteel and recalled all she could from that horrible day. Kim testified the next day, on April 20th, 2011. They both felt good that they had a chance to stand up and tell their story, but it was difficult when the defense tried to use their words against them, which I think is the hardest part of trial. I know you have to have a defense, and you have to be able to cross but these poor victims that have already been victimized and that have to go through that is awful. It's it's definitely being re-victimized all over again, right? But but I do understand like we have to have, you know, um, I just wish the representation a, on both sides. I wish there was a better way. Yeah. for example, like Kim originally gave a description of the at- of the attacker on the 911 call to the operator, but like an hour later when law enforcement arrived at their cabin, her description was different, but, you know, much more accurate. The defense, of course, jumped on this and tried to prove like her story was weak, that she was just kind of making things up. Bonstill's own wife had written a letter for the prosecution to share during the trial. It said her husband is, quote, a man without conscience and, quote, he is seductive and manipulative and he views women as victims, wow. end quote. Well, There's a nail in the coffin for you right there. Yeah. James Bonstill was found guilty on 18 of the 23 counts. These counts included kidnapping, attempted sexual assault, assault, menacing, tampering with a witness, unlawful sexual contact, and aggravated robbery. Bonstell already had a record long before his attack on Kim and Nina and the other women. Back in 1992, he had gotten into a drunken argument with his roommate at the time, whose name was Eddie Kelger. He shot and killed him. Wow. And he's just back out. He's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bond still served four years in an Oregon prison for his death. They got an argument, and he shot him. I will never understand four years for a death. I uh, yeah, I don't either. Bond still was sentenced to hundred and eighty-four years to life in a Colorado prison on July eighth, two thousand eleven. Yeah, Kim and Nina are incredible examples of women who kept their cool and fought off their attacker. You know, not all attack victims, you know, are so lucky. Their advice for other women. Anything can happen at any time. Are you really prepared to defend yourself? Control your emotions and think. Use your brain. In that moment, your emotions just take over and it is hard to stay calm and let your brain do the thinking. Mm-hmm. You just automatically react. Yeah. Kim and Nina try not to let him control their emotions to this day. Sometimes the fear creeps back in their minds. They lean on their support system and breathe. They try to enjoy nature and And not let Bond still ruin their relationships with the great outdoors. They admit the trauma still stays with them, but they work to get past it. And they both hate camo now. I totally get that. I get it too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I got to tell you, after researching and writing this script... I I don't know if you've seen my new bag. It's like a cute little yellow. It's like an orangey backpack. Everything I own is orange. Orange is my favorite color. So I have an orange backpack and I actually have an orange pepper spray. Okay. But it's always been in my purse. So after writing this, you'll notice it's like hanging off my purse. And so I can, I have it on my right side so I can grab it quick. And spray. And spray. Um, I have to tell you a story about pepper spray, actually. Please. So when I was in college, I was living with some roommates and we had a guy that, I don't ever know. He was like stalking around our house and we had like footprints up underneath our window. And Oh my op- gosh. Yeah, it was really creepy. He opened our door, front door one time. Anyway, so I was scared. So I bought some pepper spray and was kept it with me all the time. So and I went to the airport shortly after that and forgot I had it in my mm-hmm. purse. So I had pepper spray and a lighter in my purse when I went through. I was so embarrassed that I had to throw <laughs> both of them away. I don't know why. That still stuck with me because I was so embarrassed by it. Like, do you know what's scary, though? Everyone has a story like that. Mm-hmm. Not the not the airport story, but everyone yeah. has had that experience of being stalked, of being, of someone creeping you out, someone hanging around. Yeah. Like, everyone does, which is super sad. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I love the advice they give that your best weapon is your brain. Yeah. And that's how you're going to, you know, stay safe, um, be ready for attack. Like, the, when they said that, like, you think that you're ready, but are you really ready? Like, if I get attacked, my pepper spray buried in my bag isn't going to do any good. Right. So we just need to stay vigilant. Yeah. I think you're... I want to take a self-defense class. I would love to take a self-defense class. I just want to be feel prepared so that I can stay calm. Because I feel like I would not be calm in that type of situation. Right. But I feel like if I was more prepared and felt, like, I I don't know. If I felt more prepared, maybe I could keep my emotions calm. So audience out, out there. Melanie has guns like she's super strong so no like you work out you're amazing she's got like this like tone body so here's the thing I think that you could probably hurt someone more than me but I think I'm just crazy enough to like go completely berserk you would go crazy on somebody (laughs) for sure (laughs) but you would you would stay calm you're a fighter in the moment And I would freak out and not be able to. So I'll just sidetrack him with like bizarre behavior. Yeah. And then you can like attack him. Okay. So we just have to go everywhere together. Everywhere together. Perfect. Yes. Okay. So again, though, I think that if they would have had their dogs, this situation would would be different, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. And I was telling Becky this earlier, but I went on a backpacking trip with my dad and sister. And my sister goes hiking all the time and she always brings her dog with her and her dog will be very defensive if something were to happen so and what kind of dog was it she's a she's a mix she's a husky and something else i think a blue healer actually Oh, okay. so she's a good sized dog anyway so we got to the end where we were hiking and we had our tent set up and these two other guys showed up together and her dog was fine with the one guy would let him pet her was totally fine but this other guy couldn't get close to us without the hair on the back of her like yeah standing mm-hmm. up like she would get so defensive if this one guy got even kind of close to any of us. It was so interesting. And it like continued the whole time. This guy could never get close to us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I believe though that animals can sense things that we can't. I I totally agree. Yeah. I I agree. I told my dad and sister, I was like, we probably would have been murdered if we didn't (laughs) have Molly with us. They're like, Mel, stop doing Rocky Mountain (laughs) red-handed. Yes. But it was interesting. So well, let's get to it. Let's let's give you some good news. Now for today's Rocky Mountain Redemption, Colorado. You have your hidden talent, don't you? Slacklining is a sport similar to tightrope walking, yet it can also be a life-saving skill. This is an awesome story. On a Colorado ski slope, a young man, Richard Rattenberry, had lost consciousness. You see, Richard was riding on the ski lift with his backpack chest strap buckled snugly under his chest. The waist belt on the backpack was not buckled, so it became like wedged on the chairlift. And Richard was stuck hanging in the air. The backpack had slipped up and it was actually choking him around his neck until he lost consciousness. So scary. Below Richard, friends gathered and tried to reach him by getting like on each other's shoulders. But no one could reach the unconscious man. The minutes were ticking by. Richard's life was in danger. That's when professional slackliner and skier Mickey Wilson stepped into the situation to help. He said he said to himself, quote, I can climb up that tower. Thank God I'm a slackliner and a good slackliner. That's a <laughs> I guy. Mickey climbed the tower, crossed the cables of the chairlift, and climbed down to Richard. He tried detaching the backpack by force, but he couldn't quite do it. So a ski patrol officer threw a pocket knife up to him, and Mickey caught the knife, wearing gloves, on the first throw which is amazing Amazing. (laughs) within seconds richard fell safely to the snow and was taken to the hospital he has made a full recovery thanks to the good samaritans around him on the mountain that day mickey wilson was just awarded the carnegie medal which is awarded to civilians who risk their own lives to save others one last thing mickey wilson did all of this with one of his hands fully (laughs) casted from a recent break isn't that crazy it's so cool oh that gosh. he was there in that situation that he was able to do it. So good job, Mickey. Good oh. job, Colorado. And Mel is going to post this. We have a clip. Someone filmed it. And it is the coolest video. So this guy is like just, you know, snowboarding down the mountain. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can climb that tower. I can do Good like, thing I'm a slack liner. I, can, I have yeah. a, good, I'm a good slack slackliner." So he shimmies over and like with gloves catches a pocket knife. I don't know how you would do that and saves this guy's life it's a cool video everyone go to our social medias and see it it's amazing and that is your rocky mountain redemption thank you so much everyone for listening today we want to remind you again to follow us on social medias um instagram is at rocky mountain red-handed and you can find us on facebook and before too long we'll be on tiktok and youtube Mm -hmm. so so exciting we're working on that And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. We will be back next Wednesday with another story to tell you straight from the Rocky Mountains. So until then, keep your hands clean.